Hello? Hey, Devin, it's Andy. Oh, hey, dude. What's up? What's your favorite scary movie? Um... <laughs> Welcome to the socially impaired Halloween horror special. Dude, so, so all, all growing up, you were absolutely fucking crazy about Halloween. Like, wh- what was up with that? Where, where'd that come from? It's like my favorite time of the year. Yeah, you go nuts here. You go crazy. Yeah. It is uh, something I've loved for as long as I can remember. Yeah, dude. Gro- mm-hmm. Growing up, you, you were like all over this, and I never understood the reason. Right. Like, I, I sort of get it because it's a holiday, but... And yeah, so we have to explain that because I am a horror fanatic and you are not. Well, you're not a fanatic, but you, 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 you like horror movies, right? Well, I, I do like horror movies, but I think, I think that's an interesting question coming from you <laughs> and that I think you have a particular set of horror movies that you like. And those happen to be the ones that I don't. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we'll flesh that out here and maybe it'll be a big nothing. But I'm actually curious on, on, what, on, what, that, on what comes out on, on that between the two of us. We're, we're, we're both film junkies as well. But horror has always been my all-time favorite genre of movie. I will watch horror movies for breakfast. I'll get up. I'll watch horror movies at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'll watch it at lunch. I'll watch it at night. It doesn't have to be October. It doesn't have to be Halloween. Uh, you go to genre. Yeah. There, there, are, there is three particular times of year that I get like really antsy to watch horror stuff. Uh, and that's February, July, and obviously October. And have you ever watched um, Gravity Falls? Uh, no, I know what it is, but I've, I have, I've not watched it. Uh, so in Gravity Falls, I don't know if they coined this term or they created this idea or what, but they, they had like an episode and it was called Summer Ween. And it was the idea of, and I think it was like around July or something like that, but it was the idea that they were celebrating Halloween in the summertime and they would use like watermelons instead of pumpkins and, uh, pass out candy it had its own stuff so <laughs> so that's what I, I i call my summertime one i'm like oh i have i have summerine and halloween so now i gotta find out one for february but i go nuts and i just watch horror movies every day like for those three months of the year so you love you love horror movies so much that and it's usually you know it has one specific time of year where it's it's i don't want to say acceptable but or where it's just like yeah this is the time of year for horror but yours bleeds out to, to two other <laughs> specific times throughout the year because you like it so much. Yep. And it's probably partly because, okay, when the time you get done with October, I've watched a ton, so I'm good. I'm going to switch and be watching other stuff. And then you start watching Christmas-type movies and things like that and leading out. And, and I think I go through withdrawal. <laughs> so that's when February rolls around. I'm like, oh, I just got to watch more horror. And then eventually that also occurs in the summertime. Um, but yeah, as far, as far back as I can remember, I'm trying to think of, uh, and the, the, the first one that can pop into my head was, and I don't know my age, it had to have been seven, eight, and my sister would have a, a, like a sleepover with her friends. And one time they got, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so... I don't even know how I wasn't, I wasn't hanging out with them or anything, but for some reason I saw part of the movie because they were watching it during their slumber party. And that really got in my head. And then the next movie I probably rented at a rental store that I, I was trying to get like the chainsaw massacre, but I couldn't. And it was called the nail gun massacre. <laughs> what? I never, never heard of that. Right. And so that probably leads into what you're talking about where, where I, I'll watch the parts of horror that a lot of other people don't like is those really cheesy 
crappy ones. And looking back at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I mean, obviously, it at the time, it matched the quality of the era. But like looking at it now, it's an old movie. It looks old, you know. Yeah, I think I've only seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre once. And it was a long time ago. But that is like, that is sort of like the pinnacle of that um that's like subgenre of horror, right? Like that that is the movie and it sort of started a whole wave of other movies like it, right? Right. But that's where you get if you want to compare the Texas Chainsaw to the Nailgun Massacre, Texas Chainsaw is an Oscar worthy performance compared to the Nailgun Massacre. There's just something something missing out of between the two, right? Just... Right. And then from that point on, I get more into uh some of the more mainstream Halloween stuff at the time. And you get my, my favorite of all time and me and my friend at the time throughout elementary school and such loved Freddy Krueger and the nightmare on Elm street series. We just watch that all the time. So early on you, you, you sort of, you sort of watched, um, um, probably like the goriest horror movie that there is at a, at a young age. And that sort of triggered something to like spark your interest in this and then you're saying you got into um some other movies through uh, uh your friend your friend at the time and you sort of bonded over horror movies you were like oh there's someone else who likes horror movies just as me here's here's this series you know we can watch we can get into together so that's what you're saying with the nightmare on elm street movies right although i guess I don't know what he's into now, but I, I think he was he was not up to the level of horror that I grew up to be. <laughs> or, maybe he didn't. Maybe or, he didn't watch the Ch- Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre at eight, so his his tolerance level was a little lower at that point. I mean, we we bonded over the shared uh, love of Freddy Krueger and the hilariousness that came from that series and everything as well. So nothing outside of like movies got you into, you know your interest in uh horror or halloween because i mean halloween is pretty specific with like i don't know trick-or-treating and you know dressing up like did you do that stuff too or was it you know just that entry was was the movie part of it no i think the movie part is what even made me love halloween because at the time too that you know there would always be we, we didn't have horror at our fingertips like we do now so back then you didn't I mean, you had the late night shows all the time, but during October back then, they would be playing all those uh, Halloween movies during October. So I came to love October and Halloween as a result of that. And usually they played those movies like on TV was the only access and there was probably edited. Yes. And it was late night. Yeah. And and like just thinking of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was, it was always like a movie like that where it was, you know, this this movie that nobody could get a hold of that like, you know, only a few people saw and it was like so gross that you, you couldn't, you know, you, you weren't supposed to watch it, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so then it was, it had this like almost legendary cult following and then, you know, you get your, your hands on it and it sort of like feeds in to the whole like lore of horror movies and Halloween. Yep. And that, yeah, that idea of that technically you weren't supposed to be able to rent those horror movies and stuff, right? You know, you're 11 years old. I'm not going to rent you Texas Chainsaw. But they weren't like that. And they rented me Texas Chainsaw and other movies of the sort. So that definitely plays into it. Uh, Child's Play was another one I loved. And the main character's name was Andy. <laughs> so, Is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was true. So in the first one, it was Andy. And so that was always spooky as shit. And I will always remember that I, I didn't never liked Halloween and Michael Myers. And to this day, I mean, it's to me, it's still, it's, it's all right. I recognize it as to what it did for the genre and everything, but I'm not a huge Mike Myers fan. Uh, but part of that was, which could probably lead into more of why I like horror in the first place. But part of that was back then is that, uh, Jason wasn't scary. Freddy Krueger wasn't scary. You know, Freddy Krueger is in my dreams and, and Jason is in the woods at a camp and, and, you know, Chucky is a doll that comes alive. And to me, all that stuff is fantasy, which I'll get back to. But Michael Myers was like a dude that was in the your neighborhood, could be anywhere, could be looking at you through the window or hiding in the closet or anything. He felt more like a real, which probably goes to show why he is such a good and beloved horror character. But uh, 
I, I, yeah, I never liked that because that was more of a real killer, which is what, you know, John Carpenter was going for. But with horror, I guess that's the point is that I consider it more of a fantasy. Like a lot of people were, oh, this is terrible and gory. And why would you want to see people get killed or do anything like that? But to me, it's more of more fantasy. It's all make believe. So then in with that, like what's, what's the, what's the main, like what makes a horror movie a horror movie then? To you i guess if it scares them if it plays on their fear mm-hmm. but there's a lot of different genres that do that right so what makes i i think what i had brought up was uh alien i think so if you take sci-fi take sci-fi horror as the sub-genre so why is alien considered a sci-fi horror while war of the worlds is is not i don't remember the subclass but it's sci-fi action or something and like battle for los angeles is also just sci-fi action so why did they make alien be a horror movie but war of the worlds and battle in los angeles is not a horror movie well okay when when i think of when i think of a the horror genre there's usually there's usually like some monster and i'm using this that term pretty lightly here as is it could be like an entity or you know the thing like that you know that, i mean i know that's the name of a movie but you know you think of this one thing that maybe has some type of supernatural ability or powers and supernatural is used lightly here too because it doesn't have to mean like ghosts and goblins it can just mean something else right something not of this world right and that is the main fear of of the movie like in some capacity and this can then spread to, I think, what you're getting at is, you know, quite a diverse set of movies and subgenres because of that. But that's where it's like the, uh, like IMDb and stuff always pits Alien and its horror and War of the Worlds as as action. And you know, War of the Worlds, it's, that was just that was really an open thought. I don't have like a, a specific answer to why it is that way, but it made me think like they're both Alien movies. They're both sci-fi movies. You know, you can kind of compare War of the Worlds to almost like a zombie movie. Like, War of the Worlds and World War Z have a similar setup. You know, it's just one has zombies and the other has unknown aliens. So it's just like, why is this one horror? <laughs> it's not- Natural disaster movie. or I, those, are, yeah. those are usually the subgenre of uh, alien invasion. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get your point on those two. It's like a world event, usually. Yeah. And I mean, take the, the Walking Dead. If you took the zombies out of Walking Dead and it was really about a post-apocalyptic, like the other part of the Walking Dead story is a human interaction in that environment of the world is, is gone to shit and apocalypse and all that. And so if you took out the zombies, would it then no longer be considered a horror movie and more of a drama? <laughs> you know, it's drama so survival, survivalist movie. Yeah. So that, that always interests me. When you look for a horror movie, like one that you're like, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch this because it has what? It has this, this, and this in it. Like you like the alien ones or, or are you looking for, you know, something when I, you know, you mentioned uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, that's, that's what I would consider a more like, you know, almost like, I don't want to say pure, but I can't think of another word, like a pure horror, you know, kind of movie. Yeah. That, and that's hard. To ask me because I I don't look for anything in particular. I just look for watching all of them all the time. It doesn't matter. Uh, slasher, 80s slasher movies. I mean, it doesn't have to be in the 80s, but that style of movie uh, is really good. So this is what I was sort of getting at at the start of this in that. So you're mentioning slasher as like the, the, the horror subgenre that you really like. And this is usually the one that I don't like. Like I, I always find this one to be like a little boring. Like there's, there's never enough like to chew on for me, I guess, in, in those types of movies. And of course, there's always um, exceptions to this because there are some slasher movies that I think are really good. I agree with that. And that's what I say. The slasher is just because that's when I was younger and that's what was available. And as I get older and in my teen years or whatever, in the 90s is when you, you brought in like the new era of a different type of horror movie, which uh, was kind of kicked off with Scream, which Scream, you know, made fun of the 
kind of 80s horror tropes and everything and that's what made it so great yeah nowadays if, if people in this time go back and watch scream it's not appreciated as much because you, you needed to watch it at the time like it was it's still great for me but uh, i can see you like uh my older kids watching it and being like, eh, this is all right, but there's nothing new or anything because it's so old, but it did a great job of kind of making fun of that 80s stuff. Um, and yeah, and there's definitely no good context or, uh, anything good to grab on in a slasher film other than the joy of, you know, people getting slashed. <laughs> well, right. And th that's why I'm usually, you know, those movies usually just kind of get a pass for me because it's, it's kind of a, like, the the one thing the one scare is 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 the thing that's you know driving those movies it is a little interesting in movies with like scream where you then have to know the history of the slasher movie and you have to know all those tropes for um scream to actually work because if you don't know those tropes then it's just it just becomes another slasher it's almost just a goofy slasher movie at that point if you don't know any of that yeah yeah i couldn't really say like i feel like to somebody who doesn't, it does explain it well enough to know what they're talking about. But maybe that's just because I knew them, so I'm I'm not totally sure. But it definitely plays on the 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 Halloween movie trope where um, all the characters in that first one are like teenagers that are like having like sex <laughs> yeah. or something, and so then they get killed, and then the um, the the last. Uh, the last woman, she makes it through because she she wasn't, right? Like, she wasn't doing any of that kind of activity. So then it, it was like, oh, that's why she survived. And then that's where Scream takes all that and really inverts it. Right. That's the, yeah. the final girl. The final girl, right. Yep. A little bit of a side note here. I don't know if this is, I'm, I'm sure this is well known, but Jamie Lee Curtis is the daughter of Janet Lee, who was the star of uh, uh, Psycho. Psycho. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just crazy. That, that yeah. I mean, that connection is is amazing. I mean, her her father is also Tony Curtis, you know, famous actor as well. But it's just, you know, it it was the original Scream Queen, and then <laughs> right. who I would probably say, at, you know, took the mantle from her with the Halloween series. You know, her, her daughter. So it's, I mean, it's kind of a kind of a cool family history there. Absolutely. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is definitely probably still considered the Scream Queen. So after after the '90s era of horror, uh, that was probably the end of the real slasher, because even though they weren't the same type of slasher as the '80s, they still were slasher films. They were just trying to be, I don't know, more hip and creative at the time. Like I know what you did did last summer, uh, Scream, stuff like that. But then once you get into the early 2000s, I mean, to me, that's where I think they come. They, they hit pretty hard with some good stuff. And, and one of those that led that pact was Saw, right? Now, have you seen, you've seen the original Saw? Oh, yeah. And so, I don't know, that, that, I don't know, it really makes you think. It's not, it's not just running around killing people and stabbing people. It's a great story, great twists, things like that. And that ushered in a, a new world. But it also ushered in all the torture, I guess to an extent, and, and the idea was always to be worse, be, to be bloodier, to be crazier, and to be more absurd, and, and people weren't really getting scared anymore about Michael Myers or Jason chasing you through the woods or being in your closet or Freddy getting in your dreams, so what, they had to take that to that next level of what'll scare somebody then. Oh, we're not even going to scare them anymore, we're just going to gross them out to an extent. And Last night, I watched one that I've held off for a while. Uh, last night, I finally watched The Human Centipede. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I have not seen this, but... But you've heard it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think most people who are not horror fans would still have heard of Human Centipede. And so, that is a prime example. And in the end, I mean, I guess it, it did kind of... It was a pretty good movie. I wouldn't say it was great, but for the most part, it, its purpose is to just be like psychotically gross and absurd. Mm. And so that brought back a thought that I always have, like even back with the Saw series, like every, every time a movie of Saw comes out, you, you, they have to think of new ways to kill people, which actually just goes back to the Nightmare on Elm Street series and, and even Jason. Like, oh, every time we kill someone, it's got to be a different way. So in the torture era of movies, they get so crazy. 
And so I always think like, do like writers have to be deranged in order to do this or can they be normal? I think there's, there's an argument for, you know, it can really mess with people when they have to go to this dark place and sort of create these, these images and stories. Cause I mean, I don't know how else you get there before like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, I, I'm going to, have this guy cut up this person and eat him or something. It's like, why would you even think of that? You know, like, I mean, that, that definitely has to be, it has to be a weird place to be if, if you're that creator. Yeah. And I, I like, that's a, you know, common thing and, and why a lot of uh, groups don't like horror movies or you always had the, like with heavy metal back in, in the eighties and nineties. And there's the whole, uh, issue with heavy metal satanic and stuff like that Th those yeah. types of groups you know they have the same effect with horror movies and, and think of it the same way <clears throat> and so they're always just saying that oh anybody that would watch this is deranged and anyone that writes this is deranged but going back to what i said that i consider it just like fantasy type stuff and not to like fulfill your fantasies but Right. Yeah. That's where you have to get a little dangerous. Like if you, if you're like thirsting for like, Oh, I need to see this messed up shit like that. Yeah. There's probably something wrong with you. And if you're the creator of that messed up shit and you have to keep pushing it, that is, yeah, there's, there's, there's something weird about that. How does any fantasy writer or sci-fi writer come up with what they come up with? I mean, science is partly based in factual science. If you want to look at a movie like interstellar, I mean, it's creative, but it's still grounded in science as research and, and, um, shit what is the other one just thinking of oh like you know jr or token like lord of the rings how do you come up with all that stuff right yeah and it's all make-believe and and just because it's not considered deranged to a point but how, how do you create the gross creatures of orcs and stuff like that as with your imagination and folklore right folklore is a type of research for that type of genre so with horror you can be creative and imaginative and create gross, nasty stuff. And while it is the basis of horror is the reality of death and fear as a research, you know? So you brought up sort of two subgenres in the slasher in the torture. And while I think like a movie like saw, it seems like it was actually thought about and it, and it's creative and it's in a, um, execution. Where some of the later ones, I think, gets to that level where it's just like, we're just killing people for torture, you know, torture purposes. And it's like this torture porn. And I think that's sort of what you're getting at with, does the creator, how far does the creator go where it just becomes torture porn? Or it becomes pretty good movie in concept with, uh, with Saw. Where's the difference there? And is that line ever broken? Like if, if some creator, like, okay, I'm going to write this story of this, you know, this maniac who captures people's. And then creates, you know, these these rooms with really extensive um, torture de devices. But in order to do that, I'm going to have to try this out. Like that's probably like the <laughs> level where it's like, yeah, you're you're fucking weird. But if you're living in the the realm of the imagination, um, I think that's uh, where you're making the point of it's it's no different than something like creating a sci-fi universe or or uh, uh, swords and sandals uh, fantasy universe. The um with 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 saw and like how saw started that kind of torture genre or i don't know what to call that really but uh the and a good example of that is that they hostile uh i don't know if you ever saw hostile but that's that's what you're referring to yeah like some like a movie like that it's just kind of like yeah i don't really need to watch this this doesn't seem it doesn't seem scary it just seems grotesque for the sake of being grotesque where then that's where i'm like yeah you lost me on this one Yep. And, and, and that's funny that that's the one you're referring to because that's what I picked up was that like saw is creative and then uh, a copycat like hostile, it just gave way to do hostile and they kind of missed the point of saw <laughs> and just went with that torture. And that's funny with Eli Roth because, uh, which he's, he has a horror podcast I should actually listen to, but Eli Roth is probably one of those people that does have a, uh, you know, held back demon is where he pulls that stuff through. Uh, cause he, he definitely likes to get gross on screen. Um, but that goes again into it. He's just referencing the real world. And in one of his movies, 
uh, called the Green Inferno. It is again, I just did you see that? I don't think I've seen that one. All right, it's about cannibalism, and it is over the top. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I handle that fine, but like n- you know, normal viewers that don't like that kind of stuff, it is absolutely over the top. While you know, I mean, it's realistic. You can't you can't say that he's deranged for doing it because he's legitimately just really showing you these what what would happen or how this would be and stuff. And so that's hard. Uh, although that just made me think of the old, the, <laughs> like when we were younger, the the movie you had to get your hands on that was uh, forbidden territory, right? Was Faces of Death. Faces of Death. Yep. Yeah, real people oh, are killed during this yeah. movie. Oh, dude, it's not even for rent anywhere. If you go, you know, you got to go like ten miles to this other city to, <laughs> to this <laughs> rental store, and the, like it's a scary movie just to find this fucking movie and listen to it, but or watch it. But Faces of Death is a good example, is because everyone was like, "That's real," and they show real people dying, and it's like, no, it's fantasy. It could be real, and what they showed on screen. While it's disturbing and gross, it's accurate, right? So how could you really fault a person for accuracy? You're really faulting the person for having the gall to show us this. Like, I don't want to see death. Well, death is still there. So what does it matter if you see it? Well, so you're, you're getting into um, sort of different waves of horror movies. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's one of the things that has made that genre so lasting is that like every 10 or 20 years, it sort of changes to the mood of people, right? And, and yep. plays on the fears of, of like society overall. But then at the other end of, the, of it is, is the movie um, Get Out. And, and I, think, I think this movie is... Is, is really what I like about the like sort of the new wave of horror movies in that it plays it definitely plays upon the fears of society now. I'm I'm assuming you've seen this movie before. Yes. Yeah, and and so you know th- this movie is is it, it's playing off of that you know that sort of everyone is is racist right and and the 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 sinking feeling while watching this as you know especially as a white person is that you know this. The, the the girlfriend in that movie takes you know her, her boyfriend who's black to her family and her family is you know they're seen as Obama voters and you know so they're liberals and and the sinking feeling is that you know you you can't even trust liberals when it comes to racism right and it, and it sort of has a lot of this humor built in but then you know there's this really very serious undertone of racism and it's it it, it it's quite effective. As, as a horror movie, I think and oh, right. it's it's like a slightly different type of horror, but not really because it's playing upon the fears of right now of that we have this institutional problem of racism, and are you the racist? Are you part of that problem? And it, it, it's 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 scary. I think the the undertone. You're right. The idea. Oh well, we're liberals and and we're supportive and and I'm dating this black guy and all that stuff. It it, it really plays on that fact that they feel that it's just for show and like deep down there's still just this you know whiteness <laughs> yep so yeah that that definitely hits hard and that was an exceptional movie yep. i love that movie uh going back real quick i should have said it at first but like the i agree that most new waves of horror are based on what's going on in society and with the gore torture horror, the because that that came, I, I remember seeing something. There there is more of a reason to why it came about when it did, and it it kind of has to do with you know nine eleven. Nine eleven just like tripped stuff off with the world, and and I don't remember how they explained it, but it it was related in some way as to the way we were at the time. Remember, right after nine eleven, you know, the whole country moved to like accepting the the war in Iraq, right? Because it was like, oh my God, you you guys hit us. You know, we, we don't care who we're going to attack at this point. It just has to be someone. And that's pretty much what justified that war. And it gave, it gave a lot of leeway to 
the tactics that the U.S. used, and one of those was um, torture, right? Like waterboarding and all that that came out as like, you know, the U.S. doesn't do that. Well, yeah, the U.S. was doing that. And so it, it, I, I don't know if that was what you're getting at, but that was definitely in the uh, conscience of um, the country at that point. So it, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, a movie like Saw and, and the torture porn was was uh, uh, created after. Right, and with Saw, it attempted to to make it all about your morality as an individual and everything as well. So I was just watching um, uh, a documentary called Horror Noir, The History of Black Horror. And they take us through, they go, they talk, it goes back to the Night of the Living Dead, the original, and how that lead actor, uh, I guess he wasn't actually supposed to be black, but he did so well that they, George Romero put him in there. And they said by George doing that, it like made such a social movement and statement about what was going on at the time with civil unrest, with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's 1968 or 69. And prior to that movie, they talk about how, A, I mean, going way back is, well, you know, obviously uh, all of the black characters were white people in blackface. And they were always portrayed as like the doofus or uh, the servant and things like that. And they were always the background. first one killed. Yeah. And so in Night of the Living Dead, it just changed a lot of stuff. And going from there, they went into the whole 70s and they call it the black exploitation, uh, where it's not just horror movies, but all movies, you know, uh, like Shaft, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and I'm just briefly summarizing, you know, the timeline, but in, in the eighties, then they talked about that's what, that's where the black tropes came in about the black, black person dies first or the black person, you know, he never survives or they put themselves in harm's way to save the white girl. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause a lot of that is so true. However, it's also not, I mean, it's not across the board true. Then they said in the 90s it started to get a little better, but they were still side characters. And it all basically leads all up to Get Out and Us to show what great movies can be made when it's directed and, and, and the story is by and, and everything. And I agree. Uh, this is fascinating movies. I love the movies. Yeah, with the Get Out, the Get Out is an incredible movie, but the it's it's you know jordan peele is saying hey you know how we we had the civil rights movement in the 60s and you know all of you you know all white people think that all you know racism is over yeah it's not and with the people that you know the liberals that think they're not the problem yeah they're still we're still a problem right so so you know this is a reminder like you know, and and it's in in that movie it's presented almost in hilarious fashion because, you know, to him it's obvious, right? And then when it's pointed out, it's it's obvious when it's pointed out, and so it's like, oh shit! And that's that's the scary thing about that movie. It's like, oh man, are, are we are we the problem? Yeah, probably. Like, there's yeah. still things that you know everyday people just you know just take for granted and they don't understand what they're saying or doing and how that you know how that affects it and it, it it's it is absolutely terrifying yeah i mean it's definitely out there uh and that's part of i mean everyone just thinks that oh no you know it's everyone's equal and free now so it's the same it's like no but that that's sort of the point with with horror i think is is that it draws on that like it you need that collective fear so like when you go into the theater and you're watching it with a bunch of people they have a lot of the same things to draw upon. And so that's what makes those big scares or that what, that's what makes those, you know, some of those um, movies just incredible hits and because a lot of people can relate to them. Yeah. I do. I love it. <laughs> you love, yeah, I know, I know you love it. Mm-hmm. So w- with, with talking about all, all these, you know, genres and subgenres of horror, what's, what's the one movie that you're like, this is it. This is, this is the horror genre to me. This, this is the best one. This is the one you should watch because, you know, for whatever, it's your favorite one. What is, what is it? <laughs> well, see, that's where we get into the subgenre stuff. And it's so difficult for me to say, uh, because I can say that, oh, if you like slashers, then this is the best one. Or if you like 
torture. This is the best one. Or yeah, no, beat, no, 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 know, no, but, no. Yeah, my you're favorite. You're not giving a recommendation. Right. Yeah, we're saying we're saying the one that you yeah, you're like you know all 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 subgenres be damned. This this is the one. This is the horror movie for me. Well, what I I put as my favorite Halloween horror time movie is Trick or Treat. Okay, and and so why why is that? What's what's the thing about it that makes it the one? First of all, I love anthology movies. <laughs> like, I, I guess I would probably maybe that's my favorite type of horror genre or anthology horrors. Trick or Treat just wraps it all together. The atmosphere, um, it's set at Halloween time. The stories are put together nicely, uh, creatively. Uh, it invents Sam, the new uh, keeper of Halloween tradition, things like that. Uh, it touches on. That's the main villain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All the main, you know, werewolves, vampires, zombies uh, has its own morality involved. Yeah, this uh, so, this is yeah. not a surprising pick to me mm-hmm. for you because like because it's a hollow it, it takes place during halloween and it you know it like the whole basis of that movie is like the the rules of halloween right like how you should view horror almost yeah yeah in a different way than scream though right yeah, it, it, yeah you know what? Yeah. but it, i think it takes scream into account a little bit it definitely goes you have to know some of the tropes which are is is you know one of the reasons why you like scream it, it, it you know it doesn't do it to the extent of scream but i think it does you know, it adds that in there because I think, like you're saying, it's it's a almost all encompassing movie, right? The scream is like about the tropes of horror movies, whereas Trick or Treat is about Halloween tradition and the idea of stuff like, well, don't don't blow out your pumpkin, or you know, you have to participate and hand out candy. If you don't hand out candy, Sam's gonna get you, like weird stuff like that. So, I mean, that's not directly related to movies. It's more about the Halloween tradition, which I mean, it's mostly made up because passing out candy really isn't a part of ancient Halloween tradition. But <laughs> right, I think you had told me at one point that you that uh, you said trick or treating is is not Halloween, and so it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny that you mentioned your your number one horror movie is a movie that's you know based around the <laughs> the traditions of, of trick or treating but yeah. i think it's you know it's a little bit more than that right it's not just the eating of the candy kind of thing it's it's it's, oh, it's the, the mm-hmm. lore around it that that's that's the thing for you yeah, i mean when i was younger too i uh, i would go out trick or treating but i would prefer to let i wanted to be the guy that sat at home and passed out the candy and so i'd dress up and try to scare the people that came and got the candy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna work for this candy, right? That was more enjoyable to me is to have my own little kid uh, haunted scene in front of my house and pass out candy to people. So. Yeah, the, the the trick or treat movie, I I do think it's good. I I get why why you like it. It's a, it that that movie sort of came across to me as like a almost like a TV movie, and may, maybe that's because of the format of the mm-hmm. anthology. But there, I mean, there's quite a few actors in that. I um I can't remember their names but you know it's it's not like a a a huge you know big big name uh cast but that you know when you see the all all the people in it that you know it's uh you know them so it's it's not like it's it's not like it's a tv movie i'm 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 not trying to be a complete jerk on that i'm just (laughs) saying the feel of it is kind of like that you know Mm -hmm. but yeah they always ask for a sequel that's one of the ones where i'm like i don't need a sequel i mean it's perfect to me it's perfect the way it is so and I, and I know I, I mentioned that before, too, as I, earlier somewhere I talked about Hellfest and I watched Hellfest recently. And the, the reason I love the movie is the atmosphere. It all takes place around uh, like a haunted. It's not a haunted house. It's like a, a haunted festival or something. But just the scenery and the atmosphere is, was just great. Yeah. And, and I think when I was talking earlier about, you know, defining the horror genre and, and what what it is, what it means to be a horror, like that entity, that entity can actually be the environment, mm-hmm. right? That can be one of the things that makes it a horror movie. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, just thinking of a movie like like Trick or Treat, like it, that movie doesn't work if it's not set in a um in the suburbs. You know, same with like Halloween or something. It you know it doesn't make it. It's not scary unless it's you know the you know so, someone walking through your neighborhood. Yeah. 
So it, it, it definitely, the atmosphere is very important to those types of movies. So, so what's your favorite scary movie? Like usually I think when you ask someone, you know, what's your favorite movie? There's one movie like when they were a kid that they probably shouldn't have watched. Like you mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre as being an early influence view. For, for me, it, the movie that scared the shit out of me the most was Alien. Because I, I probably watched it when I was too young. I, you, know, it, you know, I didn't understand, you know, what, what the hell is this creature? And, and you know, it, 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 was, it was always very terrifying to me. But the, um, getting back to the environment thing, the, with a movie like Alien, the, the setup is, you know, incredibly important. And the, uh, the facility that they're in, the, the, the spaceship, the, um, the Nostromo, is like the the whole beginning of that movie is like you know that the credits come in and you're in the vastness of space i think there's like a super like i don't even know what to call it a, um a super wide shot where you just see this dot like shooting across the screen but then you get closer and you see the the ship coming into view so you can see that it's like out in the middle of nowhere and then you go inside the ship and you're, there's all these like panning shots and establishing shots inside of the ship. You even like go through the, um, the, the infamous like breakfast nook, you know, and then you finally get to your, uh, to the, to the characters. And it's like a long time before you actually see humans in this movie. And it's in, in, so you're, it, it's this, you know, huge setup of where this place is, this is going to take place. And, and it's, um, it, it's, it's kind of incredible because, you know, this ship is like old looking, it's used, it looks uh, gigantic, you know, so in, it, this is the vessel that's taking um, these, uh, I guess, uh, space truckers, you know, just going about their normal, uh, their normal day lives, their, their jobs, and, and when you um, finally see them, you know, it, you don't know what type of environment this is, but then later on when, you know, the uh the alien shows up this environment becomes just as scary as the um alien is oh yeah i, I love the space truckers <laughs> yeah yeah you, you know this this has been of a side point with the the, the beginning of alien but because this this is this is definitely a, a a two genre movie right like i always consider it a sci-fi movie first and then a horror movie second. Mm -hmm. Like if I say, I would say sci-fi horror, not horror sci-fi. Yeah. And I think that's because I gravitate towards sci-fi movies more. You know, I, I just, you know, that, that's my favorite genre, which I think is cool because your favorite is horror and mine's sci-fi and mm -hmm. they're sort of like siblings of each other or, you know, sub-genres of each other. And I, I, I like that, but there's, and I, I don't know if this is like a coined <laughs> phrase or hey, maybe we're making up a coined um, uh, film criticism phrase right here. But I, I always refer to this as the promise. And what I mean by that, and this is one of the first movies that did this to me, is that when, like, when you first hear about a movie and then, there's, and then you, are, you start to watch it and then there's like a, I don't know, you know, it can it can happen at the start of the credits, or like in this case with Alien, the, all this establishing stuff. There's this pro promise between you and the filmmaker of what they're gonna give you, and I I think this movie for me like is one of the movies that made me like really fall in love with movies because of the promise of this setup. Like, to, it instantly takes me to another place, you know, and that's what I always want in a movie, and that's why I like sci-fi because I think this this does this very well in, in this movie it, it does it extremely well where um one you know one of the things that i think really scott borrowed from george lucas was that in this these spaceships or the spaceship in this movie is like old looking like it looks used <laughs> it's worn you know it looks like people work here and i you know that, that that's i think that's definitely happened with star wars and like when you think of the millennium falcon i think that ship is like 50 years <laughs> old before han solo gets in and it's a piece yeah. of junk right but it's cool because it adds to the atmosphere of it and and that's where the promise of alien is like hey we're gonna deliver you this this cool movie and this new experience and and it just draws you right in with that um with that environment and that environment plays as a big of a character as any of the main leads and the alien in the movie yeah the, sh the ship definitely gives you a sense of where you're at with those establishing shots and i think that's you know 
you're out in space, you're stuck in this tin can. <laughs> so I think because you said um, you like the, the movie takes you somewhere else, and that's that's definitely a, an advantage for sci-fi and fantasy movies uh, because you know they get to create something that doesn't exist, and there's no point of reference. So you're talking about the Millennium Falcon and uh, the ship from Alien. The Stramo? Yeah, yeah. I think that's how you say it. Those establishing shots are definitely, I mean, the reason behind it is because we, we don't we don't have any point of reference to real spaceships or anything like that. So it is very cool. It, well, the, I think that plays to the um, the the cosmic horror subgenre for, for that Alien lives in, in that it's this unknown area and, and that's this other thing that's playing you know, that, that's uh, stoking your fears is that, okay, where am I? I'm in space. Mm. Okay, I've never been in space. I don't know what that looks like. Here's what it looks like. I'm also inside this ship. Okay, yeah. I've never been in a giant spaceship. You know, what does that look like? This is what it looks like. Okay. And, you know, because the, the environment, like, I don't, I don't know if you remember, um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure you remember parts of the movie, but the two early kills is like that one, the one, I don't know the character's name, but he's wearing the trucker hat. It's like the first kill that happens after the alien is born. Yeah. And he's walking through the ship looking for the cat. Do you remember this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And like when he's walking through the ship, there's like the camera is like, it's like right level with him. And then he walks in, you know, he's walking up to these big like uh, bay doors or something. I don't even know what they are, but they're slightly cracked open. And you see them and you're like, yeah, dude, you can't go in there. Those, those doors look like they've been opened by a super large monster. Like that's, that's where it is. And then when he steps into those doors, the next shot is you're inside the, the room and it's from like an elevated position. And so you're like, holy fuck guy, he's in here. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? And even, even like when he steps, he like crosses the threshold of the, of the bay doors he like sort of looks back like maybe I shouldn't go in here. And it's like, yeah, dude, don't go, don't fucking go in there. And then when he goes into that room, it's a, it's a pretty weird room. Cause it's like, what the fuck is this room? Cause it's like raining inside. So it's like, you're in space. What, there, what is that? Like a leak or like, yeah. it feels like there's like a hole in the ceiling and it's raining outside. And like, he's like, he's like looking up and like taking a shower or something. Yeah. And then in the background, the aliens coming down and you're like, Oh fuck, you're dead, dude. And and that's where like because you don't you don't see the alien like I don't know for like a split second during that scene during the whole fucking movie I, I don't know I, it's probably like minutes right and and that's that's probably smart for two reasons when the alien is just a guy in a suit mm-hmm. and then two it's it like it, it it's like a clever tactic to not show it because it, it's like what is this alien I don't know oh yeah you I only fear know what, what you it's can't sort see. Of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's where that room and the environment helps out cuz it's like this is a scary room and it and it really compounds those that that effort. Yeah, it's weird with the whole the leaking raining inside. Like cuz that play that plays into like the old ship, right? The old broken down ship, but if you're losing that much water, like where is it going? Like <laughs> can't go anywhere else, so you must have to recollect the water. Yeah. There's there's probably some kind of um explanation for it. I I wonder if it plays into the idea of like, okay, it's it's wet and it's dripping, so you're not noticing that this alien is like drooling all over the place. No, <laughs> oh right, that's a good point because they drool that's yeah. a lot. There's there's like those hanging chains too, and the chains are making noises. Yeah, like it's like it looks it's, like a torture room. Like, yeah, it's, it's like atmosphere, right? Yeah, so, man, I can, as soon as you said that, I could hear it in my head. Like, <laughs> right, the right. Scene. So, uh, just speaking of the. Uh, the the monster in the suit and and this this has like the movie still scares me because you know i just when i watched it and and i I do think it's effective because of you know the the quality of the of the craftsmanship but there's the there's the other kill scene where um the captain uh dallas i think is his name yeah dallas and he's going through the tunnels or the air shafts or whatever Uh yeah which which is another part of the ship. You're like, why the fuck is this here? Like, why, why can you even, why is this a crawl space? Right. But whatever, it makes it scary. But like that, that scene, and that's a super long scene too, but that scene ends. I don't know if you remember, but it's like, it's like, it's right on you. It's right there. And then there's like a shot of the alien. And then he like, the alien like reaches out its arms and like screams 
but it like watching it now it kind of looks like he's like trying to hug dallas you know because it, it like doesn't like jump at the screen or anything it's just him putting his arms out and it's yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> come here it's, it's a, yeah it's a good thing you you didn't show the alien much because it, it yeah. can be a little silly probably to what that movie's 40 years old now or something yeah my, my explanation for vent shafts that never makes sense as to why they're so big is just you know Especially in a spaceship, like if it got clogged, you have to, you, you, it has to be, you have to fit in there to go undo a clog if there was clog for some reason. But <laughs> I, I, it, yeah, yeah, it makes for a really creepy scene because they introduced yeah. that, uh, the motion tracker there too. Oh, yeah. See, as soon as you said that, I hear the motion, motion tracker in my head. <laughs> yep. But that, that is like being in a ventilation shaft like that is like one of my biggest fears. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm not claustrophobic. I always try to look up like the answer to what this is, but it's not claustrophobia. It's like, like the fear of being bound. It's really not that either. Like if I got handcuffed or t- tied up, it wouldn't Barely be as bad. Lost. But like the feeling of that I'm stuck in a tube or some shit like that. It's weird. But so those scenes always creep me out and give me the heebie-jeebies when I can imagine being stuck and not being able to move in the shaft or something like that i i, I don't know the alien I, I just really like i really like the first alien because of how it melds like all those sh- sub genres and i think that's what usually that's usually what i'm drawn to in 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 what i call it the good horror movies are the ones that are sort of horror and this other these other genres together because it, it just has a lot a lot to like you know grab onto and i mean we didn't even mention with alien like like all the like the sub stories that go on like that that movie is like you know heralded as like this you know great like almost feminist movie because the main character sigourney weaver is is a woman and she's the one that makes the most sense in it when uh when covid came around did you see that uh that meme that was if you if everyone weighs uh wears a mask we live and it and it's of you know sigourney weaver saying it when and they want to bring the alien into the ship. You yeah. know, it's like, if you let that alien in here, we all die or so, you know, something yeah. like that. And when you when you start watching that movie, you don't really know who the main character is. I mean, you do, you know now because of, like it's so old. But the first time you watch it, like, you know, you kind of think like the captain is the main character, right? Like he's the leader of the ship. And it's not until like almost halfway through the movie that you sort of realize, oh no, it's, it's Sigourney Weaver. And it, it's sort of like this like, I don't know. They sort of slip, slip it in, you know, towards half, half halfway of the movie, and it, it's, it's kind of interesting how they did that. Yeah, at the time they were probably not expecting that. It's an awesome, it's an awesome movie. It is. The both of our picks for best horror movies are sort of like, I mean, yours is the anthology movie that's like all encompassing of that stuff, and I guess at this point you can sort of argue that Alien does a similar thing, right? Like, like there's very, they're almost like similar yeah. picks mm-hmm. in, in that regard. Yeah, that goes back to how we started the conversation of, you know, what makes something a horror movie? Well, maybe, maybe that's really it. It's just the style that it's done and the different elements you hit. That's why War of the Worlds is different than Alien because it doesn't necessarily, although I don't know, I haven't watched that in a while. Maybe, maybe I could find similarities in that, but. Are we talking about the Spielberg one or the the older version? Well, Spielberg one, more recent, I mean, okay, but. I mean, I guess Signs, right? Signs is another alien movie, but it is filmed as a horror movie for suspense and all that kind of stuff, and it adheres to horror rules, which is why it's probably a horror movie and not a sci-fi movie. So, you, you know, we we sort of I, I don't we didn't really mention this too much, but it just reminded me of it in Signs, in that 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 movie is creepy and in and, and it does have scary moments. But then with the Joaquin Phoenix character, he has like he like he just has like a lot of hilarious scenes, and that's something that I really like in the horror genre is that you have these big scares and then these mm-hmm. big laughs, right. you know. And yeah. and it's really hard though I think to balance the scares and the ridiculous laughs because if it, if one or the other goes too far and it, it just comes across as a goofy movie and it doesn't really work, but when it does, I think it can be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it does have to be spaced out or, pro- or appropriately. That made me think of another element of horror movies, and and I mean the one example I'll bring up is uh, uh, the new It 
I think it, yeah, it was it one when it chapter one, the newest one that came out. And I went and saw the theater by myself. Um, and at the time you would get two different answers and it would be, Oh my gosh, that movie was so great and terrifying. And you get other people that was like, it was so dumb. I wasn't scared. And then when I saw the movie, it, it came like, even when I get scared, I'll laugh. So in a, one particular part of the movie, it, <laughs> I started laughing because it was a terrifying scene, but like I, I recognize that it's not real and I'm just like feeling my body. I'm like, oh my God, that's so freaky that I am laughing about it. So that, that's exhilarating. What I, yeah, that's what I thought about the audience, right? Is the people who didn't laugh at themselves and were actually scared and the people who did laugh at themselves and just wrote it off as this isn't scary. But I recognize that I was laughing because it was scary, <laughs> you know? Like it caught me off guard to a certain point. Yeah, there, there's there's sometimes that fun moment when you see a movie like that with a big crowd, where there's like a big scare and everyone like jumps sort of, and then maybe Gasp. somebody jumps a little bit louder <laughs> than someone else, and then everyone starts laughing at that. You know, it's almost like to comfort each other in the scare <laughs> in the scary moment. I remember two two other particular movies that that are scary, but turned into more of like a laugh fest with like me and the kids and stuff was insidious. Uh, again, it, it, like it's so terrifying in parts that we all ended up laughing about it because it was scarier. It scared us, you know? And <laughs> mm-hmm. then another one was called drag me to hell that we were just laughing and making just terrifying. Oh, yeah, that's the same Remy one, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game. We, we got through this whole thing without talking about Remy and evil dead because <laughs> Right, because Evil Dead 1 is played as a straight horror almost. I mean, it is goofy at times, but then Evil Dead 2, which is basically just a remake of Evil Dead, is just played from the, the comedy side. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if you ever watch them like back to back, but it's kind of weird to watch because like, you, know, you, you kind of can get creeped out by that first one, and then the second one, you kind of know the character, and then it just turns into like this goofy um, horror movie. It, I don't know. It's, it's an, it's an interesting look at, at the at the genre. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we would have so much to cover. We had to go through all the different, <laughs> all the different types. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll bring up that we'll end up talking about in a future episode is about remakes or reboots. Is I actually really really enjoy the the remake. I don't know what it is a reboot or a remake of the Evil Dead, the new one, newer one. I thought which was also played as a horror. Yeah, straight horror, right? And I thought that was great, right? Or serious or scary. Yes, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, they didn't play on the humor. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Which is a common thing in horror movies is that the first movies are generally attempting to be more serious. And as popularity grows and studios want more and more and more, they just get more ridiculous until it just turns into a joke or humor. Yeah, there's there's some of that corporate culture in there, and they're I mean, the like the that those early uh, slasher movies, like the the, the Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, they yeah they definitely made their living pointing towards you know teenagers, and so then they have to sort of get a little bit more ridiculous with the sequels so that they can see them more readily. Yeah, I think two of the most famous lines in that corporate trashed version of movies comes from Freddy Krueger in the one where he's like, welcome to prime time, bitch. And then the other one is the scene where he's kill He kills someone with, which was obviously a sponsored thing, kills somebody with the Nintendo power glove. And he's <laughs> oh God, all like, true? yeah, that's true. And he's like, now you're playing with power. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That does ring a bell. Okay. And I'm like, Oh my God. And, and that's where, you know, Freddy Krueger turns into that, b-side classical funny i just enjoy watching but you know trick-or-treat is obviously a better movie than all the other nightmare on elm streets didn't they had a crossover with uh freddy krueger and yeah freddy and jason mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's right I, for some reason i think that the alien is in that movie as well just because they did crossovers with alien versus predator 
And I feel like I feel like all four of those characters. Like I'm surprised we didn't get a movie with all four of those characters in one. Yeah. yeah.